Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. So as you know, my main objective is to help you guys better understand blogging. And so today I brought in a special guest, Grayson Bell from iMark Interactive, um, to talk to us about some pretty huge epic changes that are coming to WordPress later this year. Like he's going to give us the whole scoop. So you definitely want to listen to this episode. As well, he's going to be talking to us about SSL certificates, about backups, about plugins, and all these things you probably need to know to help you be able to be more successful as a blogger and understand some of the more technical stuff. On a plane, it's a little easier to understand. If you want to know more about Grayson Services, check out my affiliate link in the show notes below. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, Grayson. Thank you so much for being on today's episode. You're most welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah, Grayson already schooled me once this morning on how to use my microphone more effectively. So (laughs) it's only because we have the same one. Worth it. Um, Yeah, so I'm excited to have Grayson. I invited Grayson to chat just because he's like the awesome guy that everybody goes to when they pretty much are ready to ugly cry over their blog. That's what I tell everybody. I'm like, if you're ready to ugly cry, you need to call Grayson. (laughs) I don't I don't I don't like the ugly cries. It's not good. (laughs) He is Mr. WordPress expert, and he has a company called iMark Interactive. And um, I think I first met you at FinCon. Yeah, yeah, it was um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. No, three years ago. Three years like, ago. Three years yeah. ago. Yeah. Three years. Yep, three years ago. Was that in? Was that Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte. I wish they'd come back oh. here because I wouldn't have to go so far. <laughs> I did love that, and that was only a two-hour drive for me. So. So you guys, I'm super excited about Grayson. Grayson is actually coming down to help me with my very first retreat. He's going to be the co-mentor. And he is going to be helping me do some like one-on-ones with people. So if tech is really something that you struggle with and you are looking forward to the weekend retreat, like where you could just escape your kids, escape, you know, your spouse, escape all the like distractions and just focus for a weekend and actually get not only like coaching for blogging, but also get some tech assistance from Grayson. This is the weekend to come. So remember that's April 13th through the 14th of this year. And we would love for you guys to come out and hang out with us for the weekend. Yeah. There's nothing better than having a little free time from kids. Yeah. You have a kid, right? I have two boys. Two boys. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad my next two were girls because I was thinking, I don't know that I can handle all that testosterone. (laughs) I'm sure my wife would say the same thing. (laughs) All right. So here's one of the things that I think is a real huge struggle for a lot of people. The SSL certificates. Okay. So can you tell me like what they are and basically like why you need them for your site? Like why are they important nowadays? Yeah. So, um, to make it as easy as possible, an SSL certificate is a way to encrypt data that goes from your browser to the website's server that it's hosted on. So basically when you are, uh, let's say when you go to um, an e-commerce store, let's say Home Depot or something like that, and you're checking out and you see the HTTPS up in the top corner, what that, what that is doing is it's encrypting the data that passes through 
So hackers can't easily intercept it and go, oh, here's all the credit card information. Mm, okay. um, so it's basically uh, just a security uh, protocol. And for the longest time, it only mattered if you had an e-commerce store, if you were selling something. Gotcha. It didn't, it didn't really matter. Um, but with the massive amounts of hacking that's going on everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, every day, every minute, you know, we see all these things of, you know, Target getting hacked, all these big companies getting hacked and our credit card information floating around and personal information. Google and other services decided it was a good idea to start getting all websites on um, HTTPS, okay. which is using an SSL certificate. So the aspect is, is that now if you're a new blogger and you're starting, you should start out with uh, HTTPS, have okay. an SSL certificate. It's just don't, don't start any other way because you're going to have to go do it anyway. So how does um, that work? Like if you're on a like non self-hosted, so you're like on a wordpress.com or a blogger.com, like how does that stuff work with? Uh, so uh, wordpress.com has basically always offered um, SSL certificates for their customers. Um, if you don't use your own domain, it automatically comes with an SSL. Okay. If you do use your own domain on wordpress.com, um, I don't know if it's free. I think it is now. I think it used to be a paid uh, part, but now it's free. Right. Um, so you, you, you automatically, you basically get it. Um, right. The same thing now, actually, the funny thing is, is Blogger is pretty far behind, <laughs> which is funny because it's Google. Right. It's a Google product. Uh, they just released something at the end of December, a beta program for people that have custom domains to get SSL certificates, nice. um, which is pretty funny. So anybody that used a dot blogspot, I think it was, uh, yeah. you know, if you just use the dot blogspot, you got SSL certificate already, but anybody that uses a, a custom domain or a branded domain, you wouldn't get it. I don't know if that program is out of beta, but let's hope it is. Yeah. Um, so if somebody <laughs> wants to tell if their website is SSL, they would need to just like go to their Go to their blog, look at the um, address bar at the top, and mm -hmm. see if it starts with HTTPS colon slash slash, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, so basically, if you go there and it's it's there, uh, and it's green, you're good to go. Okay. It's, that's a good thing. You want to see the green. If you go there and it's HTTPS and it's gray, you have some issues that you need to fix. Gotcha. Um, and that's, uh, we could talk about that in a second, but that at least means that you have an SSL certificate and it's working. Cool. Um, if you go to your site and there's, uh, typically in Chrome, uh, it doesn't show any prefix, so it doesn't show the HTTP oh, at all. Okay. Um, it'll just show your domain name, either www dot or if you don't have that on there, it won't show it. So that means you need to go get one. The uh, good thing over the past, I'd probably say a year, but really, over the past six months, is a lot of hosts have started providing these for free. Okay. Um, there are still some holdouts out there. Uh, GoDaddy is one. HostGator is another. Um, I think a small orange and some couple other properties, they don't provide them for free. But Bluehost, SiteGround, FastComet, um, all these other companies provide them for free now. Okay. At least a, you know, at least a basic one. That, that's really all you need if you're not doing any type of e-commerce. So uh, you would go onto your host and 
they're all in different places. You know, uh, SiteGround makes it really easy with like a one-click install. Uh, Bluehost also has a one-click install. It just takes longer. It takes about like four or five hours. Okay. I don't know why, but um, it takes about four or five hours for it to actually install. And they're supposed to automatically renew on their own. Okay. So um, typically when you used to buy a SSL certificate, you would have to renew it every year. It was a yearly type model. Gotcha. Uh, the free ones are actually every three months um what? yeah it's weird i don't know uh, i don't know what the purpose of that was I, i'm not sure what behind <laughs> it but if it automatically renews it doesn't matter okay you wouldn't know you wouldn't know any different um there have been some issues with some providers them not actually automatic automatically renewing mm -hmm. and you would know really quickly because you'd go to your site and it would say this ugly error message of your site not being secure okay. um you, you wouldn't even see anything it would say like um this is, you know, this could be prone to hacking and hackers can get all this. It's like a very scary message. You're like, oh my gosh, my site has been hacked. I've seen that um, before. And that's what yeah, that's so about. What, okay. Not yeah, on my site necessarily, one, but like on other people's site, like I'm on Pinterest yeah. and I'm like going to somebody's site and it's yeah. like, beware. And I'm like, oh crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not a big red, um, if it's not a big, huge red like screen, that usually means Google has found that there's malware on the site. Okay. Most of these, there's like this red X it's like a gray background. You don't even see the site, but there's this telling little piece of line in there and it looks like gobbledygook, but it'll say like um, error certificate date invalid. Okay. That means that your certificate has expired. Gotcha. Um, and typically certificates expire. Um, if they expire the next day you go to see it, like uh, they could expire one day and they go all the way till midnight your, your time on your computer. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Um, so the next day, if you went in there at like 1 a.m., it would then show it the air. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, my site's been hacked. Gotcha. Not necessarily the case. So gotcha. all you'd have to do is go to your host, reach out to them on chat or email, and you would have to have them regenerate the certificate. It doesn't okay. really take very long. It's just a scary process because the air that Chrome and Firefox yes. and browsers throw up, they're like, oh my gosh, I've been hacked. <laughs> Probably not. Well, I'm so scared, like generally to do anything, to, to break anything on my site that I'm always like, just, I'm just like, I'm just going to ask Grayson. It's a, it, it, like, I know that error. So like I can, once I immediately see it, I can tell you what's wrong. Um, you know, like it's a, it's a, it happens all the time, actually. Yeah. It's, you know, I think as this process goes further and people are offering these certificates on a regular basis, you won't really have as much problem. Um, the, you know, the, the renewals will go through smoothly, but, mm -hmm. um, this is all pretty new for everybody, I think just yeah. because, um, and the whole reason why we're doing this is because in July of this year, Chrome is releasing its new update where any site that doesn't have HTTPS will show not secure in the address bar. Mm. Um, you can kind of already see that now, if you're on a page that has any type of form opt-in form, contact form, search form, anything that you can input text into, you will see it not secure. Um, especially if you're logging into your website from the back end, you'll see it not secure. That's the exact same error that'll happen on every page. Okay. So it's just basically. a good idea to get your ducks in a row between now and June, did you say? July. We July. don't know when in July. They, always, they typically release their Chrome um, uh, releases like the second week of a month, but... That's 
hearsay. I mean, you never really know. <laughs> so now, do you still do SSL? Because I know a few months ago, it was like everybody was freaking out and calling you and like, changing my site over. And you guys were like backed up. And like, <laughs> we were, we were, we did over a thousand. Oh of my them gosh. Since, since August, it was, um, it was a lot of work, but we got all through it. We don't have any backup or queue right now okay. uh, because they, they come in randomly here and there. Cause yeah. I think a lot of people have gotten on them, but um, yeah, I mean, we still do them. Um, yeah. and we can easily get somebody set up. The thing about us is that we, uh, a lot of people will tell you, Hey, you can just throw a plug in on there and it'll get it done. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a method that we take. Gotcha. And the reason is, um, specifically is I've tested this over the years and, and I know the plugin that they recommend. And while it does work, your site now is dependent on that plugin for the rest of its life. Oh man. And that's something you don't so, want to do. It's something you never want to do. Right. Like you don't want to be dependent on a plugin that somebody remember the person that created this plugin is just a guy it's one guy right so if he ever says i don't want to do this anymore or sells right. the plugin to somebody else that screws it up guess what there goes you know your site's not going to work until it gets fixed yeah so, and for you guys just yeah. to throw this in here grayson for you guys who are kind of new to the idea of like plugins and all that kind of stuff this is how i always explain plugins pretty much like a super awesome like computer science guy or gal who really likes coding goes and makes a shortcut for people who don't know what they're doing called a plugin. <laughs> when you put that on your site, you don't have to do any coding necessarily to get things to work the way you want them to work, right? Is that a good definition, Grayson? Yeah. So uh, plugins <laughs> add functionality to your site, basically. Yeah. Uh, without you having to either hire a developer like me right, uh, and paying money to custom code something, you can get a plugin to do the functionality. Um, there are thousands and thousands of plugins. Many of them are very good. Some of them are very poor. Yeah. Um, it's it could be hit or miss. I mean, typically you try to go after plugins that are that are regularly updated. Right. So let me ask you that because that's a good question um, for people who are listening. Like, how do you know like if a plugin like are there any red flags associated with plugins you should look for and like stay away from that? Like, how do you know that the plugin is a decent plugin? Yeah, so uh, there are actually two really good ways to do this, and it's basically the same way. It's just two different ways to find the information. So when you're, at, let's say, if you're in your WordPress dashboard and you go to add plugin, and then you search for whatever you're looking for, let's say, let's say um, SSL certificate or SSL, uh, just put an SSL in the search box, and it would come up with a bunch. There are a couple different uh, tellers. One, it'll tell you if you're, if the plugin has been uh, updated to the latest version of WordPress or the version that you're currently on. Um, it also has a star rating. Anybody that has a um, WordPress.org account, and these are, you only need a WordPress.org account if you want to do uh, support tickets and stuff like that. Uh, anybody can rate the plugin. So, you can go in, you can click view details. There's a little link under install that says view details. And that will show you uh, what version of WordPress this has been tested up to. It'll show you um, uh, the star rating, but it'll also show you the active installs. Active installs is a great way to tell if the plugin is popular and on a lot of sites. Like if you go to the Yoast SEO plugin, uh, over a million installs. Yeah. Um, WordFence, over a million installs. These are popular plugins. Um, it'll also tell you when the last time it was updated. You typically don't want things that have been up, haven't been updated for five, six years. Mm -hmm. uh, those probably aren't up to the standards that, that uh, WordPress has changed to. 
Um, but the really telling fact is if you go to, um, there'll be a little link in there that says like plugin, view plugin on wordpress.org. Click that. And then under that, when you get to the page, there is a little place for a support forum. You will see, you can you can click on that support forum and you can see all the things that people have put oh. that they're coming into issues. So if you see that, you know, there are tons and tons of issues over the past, you know, like X or, you know, some time, you know, that maybe that's not a plugin for you, um, especially if the developer is not responding back to the comments. This is so good. So, yeah, if they, if they don't respond back to the comments, you know, probably they're probably not invested in that plugin anymore. Right. Um, so you can do that either by going to WordPress.org and searching for plugins, or you can just do that inside your WordPress uh, dashboard under the plugins, add new section. So uh, I would, I typically tell people to go, go with plugins that have a, a good amount of installs, have a good rating, um, have been tested. The one caveat is that not all plugins need to be, be tested to the latest version of WordPress. There are some plugins that they really don't do that much and that nothing has changed. So the um, plugin author is not going to take his time to recode it to make it uh, say that it's been updated to this version. So uh, that's when you go look in the support forum and see if there's anything crazy going on gotcha. as of late. If I there like isn't that. anything for the past year, it's probably still a good plugin. Um, cool. Yeah. So. There's ways to do it. Um, it. It could be confusing, but that's usually <laughs> the best way to handle it. Just mild research on your own to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I guess also recommendations from other people is sometimes good. Like if you hear people yeah. talking a lot about particular things. Um, one thing that people have been bringing up a lot, and you may not be able to answer this, um, is they were talking about how Google is trying to read photos now with you having to put in like what the image is like I guess maybe your alt text or something should be like woman petting dog or like like do you know what I'm talking about I do uh Google has always done that <laughs> it's never been this is the this is a I don't know I'd call it a sticking point for me because school us Grayson school us <laughs> I have I, I've been doing I've been doing blogging since 2004 um, when you could rank a post in less than like 30 minutes and get like Google traffic like crazy, uh, that's all kind of changed. But um, the alt text in images is not for Pinterest. Okay. <laughs> Pinterest came around way after alt text came around. Alt text is actually for not only is for two reasons. One, for so Google knows what the image is about. And two, for people that can't see their screens, either blind or use screen readers that screen reader reads the alt text to tell them what the photo is about. So as it screen, as it reads your, your blog post, if you put in eight sentences to try to help Pinterest, <laughs> that screen reader is now going to read eight sentences. They have no idea that's an image. This is awesome information because we've been that, having, that is what alt text is for. Seriously, been having so many discussions and groups, right? And I just never could figure it out because in my head, I'm like, what's been ingrained in me as a blogger is like alt text is to help Pinterest be able to pick up the keywords and your images and stuff. And so here's my question. Like, if you're, okay, so the, the most important aspect of that is that for people who are re using screen readers, it helps them understand what the picture is a picture of because they can't actually see 
the images in your blog. Does that affect like, like does alt tag affect SEO in any way? Like how does that help that? Does that make sense? It does. Alt alt text is a contributing factor to ranking images. The thing about ranking images though, uh, is that, well, let me step back. There was a time (laughs) when you used to be able to rank images and get traffic from Google images. Mm -hmm. Like people would come in through Google images. That's kind of changed. That's that's changed considerably. No, nobody, you don't really get traffic from Google Images anymore. But uh, Google still correlates that image with your post, so it's part of an overall SEO strategy. So okay. you you still want to SEO your images per se. You want to have a good title um, and a good alt, you know, alt text. Alt text is like an art. You try to you try to um, make it uh, so you're like make it uh, complement the image, make it see like this is what the image is about, but somehow fit your keyword in there if, you're, okay. if it's possible. <laughs> okay. It, it's, a, it's an extreme, it's an art, but, but uh, so, I think the one downfall was Pinterest started using it hmm. for its own keywords, and that was never what it was meant for. I gotcha. So when Pinterest picked it up, new bloggers and bloggers that were, you know, like riding the Pinterest train, they just started putting these crazy long yeah. alt texts in. and and that's actually, I mean, that's completely what it's not, it's not meant for that. <laughs> okay. So like, for example, like one of my popular posts is um, like the Harry Potter butterbeer recipe, for example. So if I have a picture of Harry Potter butterbeer and my keyword is Harry Potter butterbeer recipe, I can say, this is a picture of Harry Potter butterbeer recipe in the alt text. And that tells somebody what it's a picture of. Right. Yeah. So how yeah, does that work like with, um, like you said, like maybe maybe somebody's just filling it up, filling the thing, the uh, the article with basically stock photos, right? And it's like, you know, how do we? I guess you're saying it's just a fine art of finding a way of like woman petting dog, and then finding the keyword to fit <laughs> in there somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's really just um, it takes. I mean, it, it's just like a skill that you learn as you okay. as you do this. I mean, it's not like, it's not like somebody can tell you exactly, like, this is exactly how you do it. Like, I've learned it over time. I was trying to, it's the same thing as when you write content, you have to write content, not only for people, but also for search engines. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like this, right. You have to really find this place because a lot of people go crazy with it. And it like, when you actually like read the text, you're like, what the heck? It doesn't (laughs) make sense. And that's actually one reason why I do not use the uh, Yoast SEO readability okay. fact like um, section. Yeah. Because most of the time that stuff doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, when it's like, oh, you got a green light, and I'm like, this sounds like like a robot wrote it, and it doesn't. <laughs> you have like sentences that are broken all over yeah. the place. Well, paragraphs yeah. that don't make sense. I had this conversation with somebody earlier. I was like, when you're brand new to blogging, especially Yoast can be a good tool to like just help you understand keyword stuff. Like it can kind of help you dig in without feeling overwhelmed. But there's some point when you've got to switch your strategy to really understand like how SEO is woven into a blog post and how the key search terms and long tail keywords work. And that's when you've got to invest time in digging deep and you have to start. I like I completely ignore Yoast at this point. Like I know the things I need to do <laughs> within my article. I don't even I don't even put a focus keyword in. I haven't put a focus keyword in in like a year and a half, two years. Because I know what I'm going after. Right. right. Um, I just use it to. And here's here's the thing that I get all the time, and you probably might hear it. Uh, people go, "Well, I put my focus keyword in, and I got a green light. Why am I not getting traffic?" Well, uh, the main aspect of SEO is does that keyword actually bring traffic? Right. 
And Yoast is just a tool. It's right. not SEO. Right. Yoast is a tool that to use in an overall SEO strategy. So like, I think uh, people think that, hey, I got the green light. And there are a lot of courses out there like, hey, you know, like, let, go for all greens. I'm like, forget the green light. Yeah. Green light means nothing, especially if you have a, like, if I'm going to go after the keyword, I have a personal finance blog, if anybody wanted to know. Yeah. If I'm going to go after the keyword debt, I would never, ever be able to rank for that against the big companies. <laughs> against ever. like a Dave Ramsey or like one yeah. of those people, so like, right? Well, I put I put debt in the focus keyword and it gave me a green light. That exactly. means nothing. Um Right. So, so there's a strategy behind SEO that goes much, much deeper than Yoast. And I'm glad you said it because like I've been having more and more of these conversations lately because a lot of my clients are like, oh, I'm getting all these greens and Yoast. And I'm like, that's good for now. But there's going to be a point when you're going to need to actually learn SEO for it to make a big difference. I was like, because you're never going to rank if you're not getting serious about it. And so, yeah, so I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, one of the other questions. Yeah, the keyword research and getting all that straightened out. Um, one uh, thing that I wanted to talk about today was backing up your site and talking about how important that is um, for people. And like, to be honest with you, like it eludes me. Like I have tried for years, but always wondered if I actually have backed up my site when I did it myself. And that's why I pretty much just, when I found out at FinCon a few years ago that you do basically like your company does monthly backups for like a subscription. I was like, yes, just let me do this. <laughs> yeah. We actually do daily backups. Oh, daily. Boom. Yeah. Your daily backup. So um, backups are, besides besides um, creating your site, you should have a backup strategy already put in place before you start creating content. And let me tell you why. I have been doing this for 14 years, and I can't even count the number of times anymore that I've had to help somebody try to restore a site with no backup at all. What happens is, is that this is technology. How many times have you probably uh, been working on a computer and the thing fries itself, or you know your phone gets dropped in the toilet, or your kid <laughs> throws it in the toilet awesome. and everything, everything gets wiped away. Um, just like we back up, or you should be, you back up your home computer or your computers uh, either to the cloud or an external hard drive. You have to do the same thing to your website. Now. The, the issue is is a lot of the a lot of hosts, every host pretty much does some form of backup. So people go, oh, I got backups. The host has got it. Well, let me tell you, that's not really so much true. Um, they don't always back up um, everything. They don't always back up on a schedule. Um, I've seen hosts. The most recent back backup they have was two and a half years ago. Oh my gosh. That doesn't. So you've literally lost two and a half years of work. So uh, backing up basically takes uh, the way WordPress works and specifically, and, and that's what I'm gonna talk about because other systems like uh, Squarespace, uh, Blogger, Wix, you don't have uh, really backup. You can't do automated backups. Hmm. You have to like download your content in a file manually whenever you want it. Mm -hmm. It's not a very good method, but- Okay, um, good to know. For work yeah, for WordPress, you get to control your backups. There are a number of great plugins that do this. Um, Updraft Plus is good. Uh, Vault Press, which is an automatic product, which is um, WordPress, they have a good one. Uh, Blog Vault is another good one. These services back up all your files, all your images that you've been uploading, 
all your content, your theme, basically it snapshots your, your website as it is at the time that it makes that backup. So um, you always want a backup strategy. I always tell people you at, need, you at least need weekly. Okay. Weekly backups, at least. So with Updraft, when it backs mm -hmm. it up, where is it sending it? So by default, it sends it right to the server, which is a downfall, but that's just how most plugins The server plugins of work. your host? Your host. So okay. basically, it's, it's, um, it, it gets put right into your, your uh, WordPress files. Okay. Um, while this is okay, if your hosting server goes down, and they do sometimes, or there's a, something that gets corrupted, there goes your backups. Okay. You have no control over them. You can't get to them. So um, Updraft Plus, uh, Vault Press, and these others, you have the option to oh, actually Vault Press and uh, uh, Blog Vault, they're all offsite. You have an option to do offsite backups. And for Updraft Plus, you can send backups to your Dropbox account if you have one, um, your Google Drive if you have one, or uh, Amazon S3 if you have that. Uh, I never recommend um, sending, having it send you emails because it's got to send you this massive zip file right, which you're right. probably not going to get. Um, so those are those are the three services that I typically recommend, um, either uh, Dropbox, um, Google Drive, or Amazon S3. Those okay. are the those are the ones. So what this does is that if you set it up on a schedule, and you can you can uh, you can typically do with Updraft Plus in particular, you can do two different setups. You can do uh, your files can be weekly, and your database can be daily. Because what happens is, is that your database is typically changed daily. Any type of edit that you make in your content, any type of comment that is approved or denied, or any new widget that you add, that all gets saved in the database. Things that get saved in the files are images, uh, new plugins that you add, um, or new theme. Those would get saved in the files. So um, it's, you know, like for, Monthly customers like you, Kim, we do everything daily. Okay, cool. Everything gets uh, pulled off site daily, and we have 30 days of backups. Okay. So if something crazy happened, you know, and, and we needed to roll it back 10 days for some reason, we have that ability. So basically, you have like a blog time machine, and you can go backwards. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's actually, uh, there's actually times when we use these backups, too, Um I've had a lot of customers and people that are like, oh, yeah, I was doing all this uh, good stuff on Saturday. And then I, you know, it messed up everything. Oh, okay. Can I go back to Friday? And, you know, they tell me this on Monday or Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, sure. You know, like, well, you know, just to know everything that you did on Saturday is now gone when we roll it back. That's the one thing that a lot of people don't get about backups. You only, when you restore a backup, it's one snapshot. Yeah. Like, if you did a ton of work on Saturday and we have to restore it back to Friday, all that work is now right, gone. Right, right. But your site's still working, so Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what you caveat. want. <laughs> yeah. So um I think that's the biggest thing that people do not do is backups. And it's the first thing that I will do when I get a new customer or I talk to somebody, or or if we do an audit for a site, it's like, hey, you have no backups. Or They'll have backups and it's just storing on the server. I'm like, you need to do something else with this. Yeah. Um, because let me give you a little story. Um, I think it was like five years ago. I think it was HostGator went down for like 
like nearly 14 days. <gasps> That's a long time. Because they were, they were moving to a new data center and they botched it completely. It was between seven and 14 days, either or. Um, my website was on, yeah, my website was on HostGator at the time. And, you know, like, I was like, okay, well, you know, I gave them a day and I was like, you guys need to fix this. You know, can I get a backup? Oh, well, the backups got fried. We don't have any you know, backups of anything. Oh my gosh. L luckily I had already been backing up my website. So I literally took my backup, went to a new host and I had it back up in, in an hour and a half. Wow. So that's the other key aspect of offsite backups. If your host is down, you can't get to your backups. That's why you need to have control of them. So always do an offsite somewhere. You've been providing also um, updates, like updating plugins and stuff too, each month as part of that service. And that's the other thing that I'm most scared of because I'm always like, I hear horror stories where people like update a plugin and it breaks something. Yeah, it happens often. Um, so yeah, for like our monthly customers, we do um, we do at least weekly updates of plugins. And if it's a security issue, like something comes out and they found like a security problem and they updated it, we do it immediately. Okay. Um, so like we keep we keep these updated because what happens is that plugins, specifically more popular ones, like let's say Yoast just pulled out a, an update last week and they've already updated it like four times since then <laughs> because it 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 they changed a lot of stuff and they broke quite a few things so um it's um we basically take that technical side away from people and let them just focus on building their content marketing their their service or their product or you know their blog and, and we do all that so like when we do updates and something breaks we basically just fix it right there roll it back whatever gotcha. figure out figure out what the uh, problem is a lot of times we just won't we just wait for that update to fix itself. Like mm -hmm. we'll wait until the plugin creator pushes a fix out and then we'll, you know, pull it back out. So that's another thing. Uh, the number one reason people get hacked on WordPress is because they do not keep their stuff updated. This is that's plugins good point. and um, WordPress core. Um, so pretty much nine times out of 10, it's plugins related keeping an eye on at the top of your WordPress dashboard, there's like a little, almost like recycle sign, right? Like it's like a circle with arrows yep. or something. And it has yep. like a number usually beside it. And that's telling you that there's things that have updates that need to be updated. Yep. That's the total number. And uh, when you actually go to that screen, it'll break it down into WordPress. If it's the core that needs to be updated, uh, plugins or themes. Cool. So, um, and when you have backups, the good thing is you always take a backup before you run these updates. Mm -hmm. So you have something fresh and then you run the updates. If everything goes well, you're good to go. If, if it, you know, the train flies off the cliff, just uh, hit the restore button on the back. <laughs> or get back in the grace and time machine and send it back to where it was before. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, our system has like a one button. We just restore it back. Cool. Typically if, if your site goes down, you're going to have to go get the backups off your offsite area and then, like restore them it takes a little bit more work but you're not you're not up the creek let's just say that yeah okay let's see okay so here's the last thing that i wanted to talk about mm -hmm. <sighs> so wordpress is rolling out some changes grayson you told me about this and i got a little Ooh. freaked out so talk about that if you don't mind <laughs> just one word it's called gutenberg <laughs> gutenberg gutenberg 
Uh, so yeah, so for the longest time, um, if you've been in WordPress for a long time, like myself, uh, the WordPress editor has been, eh, it's not very good. Minimal? It's, it's minimal, yeah. <laughs> you get used to it, you understand its nuances, but it's not that great. It was, it was, a, it was billed as a WYSIWYG editor, what you see is what you get. Um, I think uh, Kim and I both can agree that it's never what you see is what you get. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so WordPress, I think it was last year, decided that they were going to change the editor. And the reason why they're going after the editor is because they wanted to um, pinpoint the, one of the biggest pain points for most people um, and why people are going to Squarespace and Medium and all these places that have much better editors. Um, is that if you wanted to do something in the WordPress editor, a lot of times you had to do it with a plugin mm -hmm. because it was just uh, cumbersome. Uh, you couldn't get pictures to go where you wanted them to go. You couldn't uh, increase font size without a plugin. You couldn't, um, you know, block text. You couldn't do all this stuff. It was, you couldn't do columns. I mean, like the <laughs> basics of like a function, you couldn't do. So by the time you were all said and done, you'd have like 12 plugins that were just doing like content editing. It's it's, it's just terrible. Um, so they are releasing what they call Gutenberg. Uh, it's supposed to be in April or May. We do not have a time frame at this point in time. Like we don't know. That's when they pinpointed, but it could be later if they're not getting the feedback that they want. So this editor literally changes everything that you're used to if you've oh been in WordPress. Oh just, the, just for the editor. Right. Um, it is very different. Um, it basically turns everything, if you know the WordPress editor, you know you just got this one big screen or box that you put text in. Right. It's almost like, I always say it's almost like looking at a Word document for a but website. But like a really junky Word yeah. editor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a really junky it's Word like editor. It's like an open so, source Word editor from like five years ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that's been abandoned. Um, so you basically, you only had like two tabs where it's visual or text. And basically, if you needed to go and put like a tracking code in or some JavaScript because you wanted to show some cool ad or box, you'd have to flip <laughs> it over to text. Right. Put that in. And then if you went flip it back to visual, it would break the JavaScript. So you'd have to go back. <laughs> and it's like a game. Um, so, yeah, you would do all your stuff in there and you can put images in and you can, you know, like left align them, right align them or center them, stuff like that. But it was never just very good. It was never very good. Um, you just kind of you got used to it because you had all these other features that you could do. Well, now they're changing it into a block type format. So now everything that you do is technically a block. You can still write likely you like you normally do, but as you hit enter, it actually the new paragraph creates its own block. Oh gosh. So you don't notice any you don't really notice it, but what allows you to do, yeah, I see your face. <laughs> um, <laughs> What it allows you to do is now you can change and configure just pieces of content instead of whole sections. Okay. You can just like you, one paragraph, you can make bigger or you can make it different color or you can move it down or up without you actually having to do cut or paste. You can oh. actually move it up and down. Images can become covers now. You can click an image and make a cover where you can put text over it like a text overlay. Oh. So like your featured image on your post, you can now 
add it yourself and put like a nice little text overlay. So you or... wouldn't have to go to like PicMonkey or Canva to do a text overlay? Uh, well, you you only have certain fonts. So... Right, 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 right. Yeah. But no, saying... like a like a simple text overlay? No, you wouldn't have to. Like it if I was doing a tutorial, for example, I used to, I don't do this as much anymore, but I used to like to put on the picture, like step one, blah, 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 on the picture. Yeah, you can do this now in Pressure. WordPress, the new editor. So um, it, it, uh, it completely changes the screen. It kind of, if you're used to the old editor, you're going to be very confused with the new. <laughs> Um, I am I'm just... so sorry. Just know <laughs> that Grayson and I are just the messengers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do this. This wasn't my idea. Um, so what they've done, and I actually have a free uh, site that I set up that anybody can go to, um, is that you can go play with the editor. Oh, yeah? As it is now. Yeah, so I, I created a free site that you can go register for, and you just go play with the editor. I'm That's, not, I'm not harvesting is... emails or anything for it. Just go play with it. Uh, Why aren't break you? It if you <laughs> well, because that's not my model. I don't, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff. Um, um, so, like, you can play with the editor, but what they've done is they released a, a free plugin called Gutenberg. Uh, it's in the WordPress, um, like, dictionary, or, you know, directory. You can you can install that, and it will allow you to use the what's going to be the new editor. Okay. So you can so sort allow of start you to get playing with it now. Like, is there any, do you have any, as a person who does websites, do you have any caution with doing that? Uh, with, with playing with, with your it on own, your live side? On your own. Yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I okay. would, uh, <laughs> I would be, very, I'd be very careful with that because what we don't know, we don't know a lot of things. That's the thing. Um, we don't know what it's going to do to all your old content. Uh, right now they say that it's going to anything that's been in the old editor, it's basically staying in that editor. Okay. Um, once you go edit it, if you go back and update a post, then it's going to flip to your new, the new editor. But what it does is that it creates what they call as classic text box. So okay. the classic text box looks exactly like the current WordPress editor that has all your short code icons or what all those icons at the top, yeah. it'll have that in there. Um, the new editor itself does not have that. So okay. um, if you wanted something that used like, uh, if you had a plugin that you did specifically, I guess for like recipes is, is one mm -hmm. that a lot of people use, um, that would be in the classic text box. So okay. you can go insert your recipe in that classic text box. The biggest caveat here is that all the people that create plugins and themes have to get on board with this mm. because there are going to be some plugins that don't work with the, the way that this whole thing is now structured. Gotcha. So there might be some plugins that you've paid for and you have an active license for, and they might not work right off the bat. Hmm. Um, you kind of just have to hold on. Yeah. Um, you know, like, um, so for our customers specifically, we are trying to make sure that one, uh, their host doesn't automatically update WordPress okay. to 5.0 when it comes out. Gotcha. And two, we typically do not release or update sites anyway on a new version release. Okay. Because you're waiting we for the bugs, wait, right? We typically wait till 5.1 or 5.01, um, whatever they do. Yeah, they always find bugs. And this one is going to be a big one. Okay. They're going to find a <laughs> lot of bugs. Um, there's going to be a lot. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it as a business owner that does this. Yeah. Um, just because of the amount of support tickets that we're probably going to have to deal right, with. Right, 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 right. Um, 
but we've we've put some processes in place and make sure that you won't be updated to the new version of WordPress anyway okay. until that uh, and that's typically how we do it but um, I'm always still reluctant you never know what's going to happen uh, this one is a big one uh, if you go look around on the on the web you will see a lot of people um, like the sky is falling uh, mm -hmm. Most of them are devs, you know, developers and stuff that right. have been in WordPress game for a long time. Don't these people always think the sky is falling for everything? <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a fan of change if it does things better. I've been using this editor for two or three months. I actually like it. Good. I think it it provides a lot more functionality that you've never had. It takes a lot to get used to, so it's not going to be like got it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing a tutorial on it uh, that's part of our course. And I'll probably put it on the blog too, but I'm still waiting because they keep adding new features. Gotcha. So like I'm trying to wait as close as I possibly can um, because um, it's just, they change it, you know, at least weekly right, right, right. With, with new features and bug fixes and stuff like that. So like I'm trying to wait before I do video screencasts yeah. of it and how it works. You don't want to do all that work and then, then change something and be like, oh, yeah, crap. I've been there. I've been down that road before. So like. <laughs> The, yeah, that's why I tell people if you know if they they can reach out to me if they want to get access to the the free site because okay. you can just play with it and so how do they reach day. you? Uh, so you can email me at helpdesk at imarkinteractive.com. Okay. Um, that's the easiest, or you can reach out to me on Facebook. Everywhere okay. on Facebook. <laughs> um, and so your website is imarkinteractive.com. So if somebody is interested in getting like monthly support, which I feel like is extremely well-priced for what you're getting. Um, Thank you. Extremely well-priced. Uh, where do they <laughs> go to get that? So they go to imarkinteractive.com and then there will be under services, WordPress support plans. We have a lot of different prices mm -hmm. and I know that you say extremely well-priced and the reason why we did that and our model is actually we found that there, I'll be honest, I'm not the only WordPress support company out here. There are many of them, but we found that a lot of people weren't being served by the price points mm. that a lot of these companies do. New bloggers can't afford $99 a month. No, they can't. That's a lot of money. And, and to be honest with you, like they may not think they need this stuff, but this is the kind of stuff that makes them ugly cry. Like <laughs> they can't figure out why they broke their site when they updated a plugin. Yeah. We uh, like to think of it as a as blog insurance. Yeah, basically. Uh, you, you don't want to have to like, you know, like we all buy car insurance. Uh, hopefully, you have life insurance for something bad that happens. Mm -hmm. We're not we're we're blog insurance, but we're proactive blog insurance. Yeah. So we still are working on your site on a regular basis. We just you don't want to hear from us unless it's <laughs> unless there's something wrong. You know, right. like kind of in the background. I mean, and I work like because I have a lot of different things that I have kind of memberships to you and you guys have excellent customer service. Um, you know, like I already like, know and trust you because I know you in person, but like, I've never heard a bad thing about you. Like no one's ever been like, I hate Grace and Bell. Like, <laughs> or I'm Mark interactive <laughs> or I'm Mark interactive, like sucks. Like I've never, no one has ever said that. And I know a lot of people that use your monthly membership, um, services. So I would just encourage you guys, like if the tech side of things is frustrating for you, overwhelming for you, you know, for, for not a lot of money every month for that insurance and security, I would really encourage you guys to at least go check out his website, go check out the plans and put this in a very near term thing that you start to use. If, if the tech stuff just is 
too, you know, it's just something you don't want to deal with. Cause that's what I did. Like it was like, it is the best money I spend every single month not to have to worry about it. So I appreciate that. Yeah. We also, um, you know, just so you know, we also yeah. have ad hoc services that are one time. So if yep. you're not, if you're not ready for a monthly package, you're not ready to commit to that. Um, we do, you know, we are, we are here to help you mm-hmm. uh, with other services that you, if you need it. So um, we'll even go and update all your stuff for you, you know, like, <laughs> as a one-time thing. Um, so, you know, if you just have questions, just reach out to us. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And you guys do like domain transfers. Like, so if somebody hates the blog name that they have, like they made it something crazy when they started and now they're like me where it's like, it sounds like a porn site. I need to change the name of my blog. You fix that <laughs> for people. Yeah. I mean, we're it. actually, that's funny. We've been doing a lot of these lately. Um, I think, I think a lot of people have been like, ah, I hate my blog name. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah. I think uh, elite blog Academy had a boot camp last week or something. And so everybody was like, I got to change the name now. <laughs> so, yeah, we've yeah. been seeing an influx, <laughs> influx yeah. of people asking, like, I need to change my domain name. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's awesome. I hope you guys will go check him out. And also we're really excited about the retreat that's coming up in about a month. So April 13th and 14th, if you guys want more information on that, it's kimandersonconsulting.com forward slash retreat. And you can get all the details. We're going to be there to try to work one-on-one with one-on-one with people and kind of answer your questions. And um, Grayson will be there to kind of help with anything that you may have been stuck with lately or kind of explain any kind of tech stuff that really bothers you or whatever. We're here for you. And we're really excited. Thank you so much, Grayson, for being on here. I think this has been an excellent episode. Like, I can't wait for this to come out. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. I had fun. All right. Thanks.